to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, The Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at The Fellow KGB. And today is Sunday, uh, July 5th. It's about maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to be doing a video today on yard share. It's a stat that I've been tracking uh, this year and last year, and I've been using it in my projections. And uh, we're just looking here on the fantasyfellowship.com. And if you go to my yard share article, if you don't know what yard share is, it, uh, I have it here in bold. Uh, yard share is the total amount of yards a player has gained divided by the total number of yards the offense have gained has gained. So basically, we're just trying to see how much a player moved the ball within his offense. And usually the higher the percentage, you know, the better these running backs finish. Uh, so we're going to be kind of looking at these guys. Uh, you know, I have all positions here, running backs, receivers and tight ends. I have all positions from 2019. Uh, on a page here and we're kind of just going to go through it and look at it again you can find this on the fantasyfellowship.com and uh, this is a stat that I use to make my projections for 2020 and then on the website here you're going to be able to see the link here to 2020 projected yard share Uh, but my results when looking at this was that it's very like where the player finished in PPR ranking and how high his yard share was there's a very distinct correlation there so this is a stat that I think we can use to our advantage when thinking about drafting players. Uh, we want players who are going to count for a lot of their team's yards. And uh, I mean, we'll just start here looking at the top 12 running backs from 2019. Uh, so we see Christian McCaffrey, of course, finished as the RB1, uh, 1,387 rushing yards and over 1,000 receiving yards. And he accounted for 40.18% of Carolina's offensive yards last year, which is pretty Pretty crazy. I, have, I think I want to go back and look at like the, maybe the last few years to see what the highest total is. But I would bet that that 40 percent, uh, I mean, that's elite of the lead numbers. You see the next closest player is Nick Chubb at 30.83. So he's 10 percent higher than the next closest player at his position. So uh, Christian McCaffrey is far and away like the best in yard share. And I haven't projected highly again uh, for next year, but I did have it come down a little bit. Uh, but again, you see Nick Chubb here. He finished as second in uh, yard share at 30.83, and he finished as the RB8. The next one would be Leonard Fournette, RB7. He had 29.21%. Derrick Henry, RB5, 28.3%. Uh, Dalvin Cook, RB6, 22 um, Aaron Jones here, he was the overall RB2, and he had 26.81% of his team's yards. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, this is the first outlier of the group. Le'Veon Bell was on a not very good team. Uh, He did account for 789 rushing yards, 461 receiving yards, and he accounted for 26.6% of the New York Jets' total yards. But he finished as RB16. The touchdowns weren't there. The yards per carry weren't very good. There's a lot of things within this number, but, um, I mean, this is – I'm going to have Le'Veon Bell probably projected in a high percentage yard share again this year. And then he finished as an RB2, RB16. And I think right now where he's being drafted, that kind of presents a value. Um, If you look here on the far right column, all of the the top 12 running backs in yard share, all but one of them down here, Philip Lindsay, all of them are above 25% yard share. Um, So that's kind of like down here, I kind of lay out some some numbers and some ideas. And I have highlighted in bold here, target running backs who are going to be projected over 25% yardage share. This typically means they have a very good shot at being an RB1. if you look here, RB1, 8, 7, 5, 6, 2, 16, 13, 4, 3, and 10. So all but two of these guys 
in the 11 guys that are above 25%, they finished as RB1s with Mixon at 13 and Le'Veon Bell at 16. I, I, those are pretty good odds, I think. If you if you target a player above 25% uh, yard share at the running back position, there's a really good chance that he's going to be an RB1. And then, um, so let's kind of just keep keep it moving down here. And we'll look at the RB2s, basically. So these are running backs that finished 13th through 24th in yard share last year. And we see the range here with Chris Carson. He finished as RB12. He had 23.71% of the Seahawks yards. And then we go all the way down to Sony Michelle. So there's a range of about 23 to 17%. Um, so this is a percent that I think you can use to, pro to project potential uh, running back twos. So if we look at all the finishes here on the far left of all these players, you got RB12, 15, 21, 9, a 32. So that's an outlier a 23, a 24, an 11, a couple other outliers here, 28, 33, a 14, and a 31. So it looks like four of these guys finished below uh, running back twos, which is fine, uh, but it's kind of obvious that these guys um, weren't really going to be RB twos. You look at Adrian Peterson here. He was the first outlier. He's not going to catch passes. He's in a not-so-fruitful offense for with the Washington Redskins. So he finished RB 32. Uh, Carlos Hyde, he's not going to get catches. Uh, Devin Singletary got more work as he came on. Um, so he was probably playing more as an RB2 uh, down the stretch. So he's kind of an outlier in his own. And then Sony Michelle, who doesn't catch passes as well. You see these guys, 94 receiving yards, 42. I guess Marlon Mack's an outlier here too, with 82. And then Peterson actually got a little bit of usage in the passing game. So, I mean, these all of these RB2s basically um, – they're above 17%. They're not going to, you know, hit the high 25% as an RB1, but we do see Alvin Kamara here at RB9, um, Chris Carson at RB12, and Mark Ingram at RB11, even Todd Gurley at RB14. These are guys that scored touchdowns. Um, so that's another thing, too, with yard share. It's good to have guys that are going to get over 25%, but you can kind of project the players that are going to be in good offenses that have good touchdown odds, and that have, you know, good volume in the passing and the receiving game or the passing and the running game. Um, so that's kind of how that breaks down. But, I mean, we're just going to keep going down here. And these were the final six running backs. So I guess these were these would have been guys that have been uh, running back threes. And then we see a couple of our running back twos here. So RB18, RB19, RB25, RB34, RB26, and RB22. So uh, everyone here was basically above 15% yard share. And pretty much everybody was the worst play of all this 30, all the 30 running backs, the top 30 running backs in yard share. The worst finish was RB 33 with Devin Singletary. Everybody was higher. I guess James Conner at RB 34. Um, so basically, I mean, this is pretty like it's very this is what it is. Uh, yard share is going to give us a good indication at who's going to finish as like a top 30 running back. And the higher the yard share, the higher probability they have at being an RB1. Um, and then the other thing I've learned is that the better the offense and the higher touchdown potential, those guys do have the potential to be RB1s, even if they have a low yard share. So um, this is just a helpful stat for me. You can go ahead and read the article. Um, I do have some charts. I've been having my friend uh, John Heffernan uh, help me with these, these cool visuals that he does. Uh, data, data viz, I think he uses. Um, so I have a lot of stats on here, a lot of ways of looking at the information above. Um, so go ahead and use that. But that's that's pretty much going to be what it is for running backs. Let's take a look at receivers real quick and see what we can find. 
And again, just the definition of yard share is the total amount of player, uh, total amount of yards a player gained divided by the total number of yards their offense gained. So let's take a look at the top 12 receivers from last year. Um, one thing I noticed right away off the bat is that the top 12 receivers in yard share all above 20%. And then let's take a look at all the finishes here on the far left column. So Michael Thomas, wide receiver one, wide receiver 19, seven, 11, three, nine, 12, 15, eight, 20, 14, and two. So the worst player of this group was Stefan Diggs, wide receiver 20. I think he had low touchdowns that year. Cortland Sutton, uh, wide receiver 19. He was actually the second best in yard share. That's just because of the, de the depressed, uh, I guess, talent on the offense for passing in Denver. Um, so all these guys have a range, you know, of being in the top 20 wide receivers. Um, so that's a pretty good bet. Anyone above 20% that, I mean, to me, they have a good chance of being a wide receiver one. Um, and we see a lot of these guys also have some really big yardage totals here. Uh, but some of these guys, you see a lot of the rushing stats here, but the guy that sticks out the most is Robert Woods, uh, who had 115 rushing yards. So a guy like Robert Woods, you know, he's got, he's probably the best uh, running receiver uh, as far as, you know, specific play calls called for him to run the ball. So I like Robert Woods there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We got the wide receiver one, seven, 11, three, nine, 12, eight, and two. So a lot of the top end wide receiver ones are here. And then again, uh, they have a pretty good floor of being a solid uh, wide receiver too, if they're above 20%. So let's go ahead and look at the next, uh, I guess, wide receivers 13 through 24. Uh, the range of percents is 19, basically we'll call that 20%, and then all the way down to 17%. So 17 to 20%, these guys have very strong chances at being uh, wide receiver twos. And let's look at their finishes here on the far left. So we've got wide receiver six, 22, five, 17, 29, 4, 25, 21, 18, 26, 16, 23. So nobody was below number 29. So all these guys have a very, you know, it's they're basically wide receiver twos. A couple outliers here. Uh, I see Cooper Cup here, wide receiver four. And he's, I mean, he had a he had a good season, but it was because of the touchdowns. I think he had nine or ten touchdowns last year. So that's that boosted him to the wide receiver four category he had about 18.89 percent of the yards and you see Robert Woods was up here um, even higher so that's kind of interesting uh, Keenan Allen sticks out wide receiver six at 19.91 percent of the yard share even Hopkins down here wide receiver five so um, this this is basically produces a good range of, of solid wide receiver ones that can finish as high as four five and six and then uh, it gives them the floor of wide receiver about 29 and you see Terry McLaurin down here again uh, it's pretty impressive that McLaurin's is high at 19.19%, uh, only 919 uh, receiving yards. I think he had maybe five or six touchdowns. And again, everything's likely to be pushed up by him. So I, if you've watched any of my videos, Terry McLaurin's been one of my favorite targets. Uh, he's, his floor is wide receiver 29 this year, as long as he stays healthy and plays all 16 games. Uh, but I expect he's going to probably even get some rushing attempts this year, but his yards are going to grow and his yard share should grow. I think it's going to be over 20%. So I love Terry McLaurin as in terms of being a wide receiver two plus. Um, so yeah, that's just the, basically the, the 17 to 20% yardage uh, share range. It's going to be pretty predictable about, you know, being at least a wide receiver two. And if they're not a wide receiver two, they're really close as you see with 29 and 25, 26, they're right on the fringe. So these are useful guys. Um, so 
the way it is, I, like, I'm seeing this yard share stat as being um, pretty much a very good predictor at uh, how high this player can finish. Um, so you can check out the rest of the wide receiver threes here. A couple guys stick out, guys like uh, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, uh, Michael Gallup, um, and Calvin Ridley. These guys all stick out because they're very good fantasy players. You see Cooper wide receiver 10, Lockett 13, Gallup 24, and Ridley wide receiver 27. I guess even Metcalf and Tyree Kill are low. Uh, but their, their yard shares were low, above 14%. But these guys are on good, talented offenses that spread the ball. You think about Dallas, they got so many options to get the ball to. So in terms of really good offenses that have a lot of players, they stick out. Um, so I would recommend looking down at some of these charts that my friend John helped me make. Um, and you're looking at this chart here. And this one shows the amount of total team yards here on the left. Um, and then the yard share percentage on the bottom here. So the farther up that a player is, technically the more fruitful offenses. So that's where you got Cobb, Gallup, and Cooper hanging out up here. And then the farther right they are, the more percentage they had. So um, you're looking for, you know, there's like a curve here where this, these are the kind of the players that you're looking for to take advantage. And then the guys down here are kind of interesting, it kind of curves this way um, because these, these are the guys that are in not so great offenses, but a guy like Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, uh, Devontae Parker, these guys all feasted last year because there wasn't a lot of talent around them and they were like the best talent in town, you know, at the position. So these guys got a large amount of volume. So the way I would look at this is you want to look at the top and up to the right, and then you want to look at the bottom right. Because uh, some of these players, like there's almost no competition for these guys. I guess with Sutton, there's a little bit now, uh, but even Jamison Crowder is interesting. So um, that's kind of how I read the chart. I'm kind of looking at the peripheral, you know, rounded edge here uh, and then again just more charts for you guys to look at go ahead and check those out and then we're going to wrap it up with tight ends real quick uh, if you're enjoying this video please uh, don't forget to like the video leave me a comment and uh, subscribe to the youtube channel if you're listening on any of podcasting platforms uh, it'd be great if you could leave us a review or a rating whatever your podcast platform allows that would be great and uh, we're just going to move on here to the tight ends now so the tight ends was like it was like really clear that the higher yard share you have, you're going to be in a tight end one. So uh, we look at here, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller stick out. They're both above 19% yard share. Uh, and at the bottom, uh, basically the cutoff for tight end one was about 10%. And then, um, so these are the top 12 tight ends in yard share. And then I'm going to read through the PPR finishes. So we got tight end one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven, 14, 12, nine and 10. So 11 of the top 12 tight ends in PPR finished last year finished in the top 12 of yard share. And I guess if you go down here and look the guy that, so basically the top 14, um, the top 14 players in uh, PPR finish last year, they all finished very highly in this list. I guess Jason Witten's the only outlier. Uh, but again, it's pretty much, if you're going to be in the top 12 of yard share at tight ends, you're going to be a tight end one. So this, to me, this, this running back for all positions, it's really matters, but there's no more direct correlation than with tight ends. Um, as you see the, the first top six tight ends, you know, it goes in order one, two, three, four, five, six, even eight, seven here. So like the top eight tight ends, if you're projected to finish in the top eight to 10 of yard share, I think you're going to probably finish somewhere in that eight to 10 range. Um, so I, 
the top eight to 10 range. So I really think that this is a good stat to look at for tight ends. Um, and then it kind of gets a little crazy down here in the bottom share of the tight ends. Cause these are guys that are kind of TD dependent. Um, so it gets a little haywire here. You got finishes like tight end 32, 28, 27. Um, but again, towards the top, it's still pretty strong with tight ends, 13, 19, 18, 15. Uh, it's a pretty good indicator of a, of a successful tight end, but you see here the cutoff, there's a big drop off. Greg Olson, tight end 13 last year, he had 10.03. The next closest with Johnny Smith at 8.38. So I'm looking at 10% as being the cutoff. And then uh, if we go back here, basically there's another big drop off here. So you see Kelsey and Darren Waller at 19 plus percent. Uh, George Kittle at 16.97. Uh, Zach Ertz at 15.26. And then it's going to drop down to Mark Anders at 12.82. So I'm looking at this cutoff of 15% above for tight ends. Those are going to be top five tight ends. Mark Andrews excelled last year uh, because uh, his yard share percentage was down because they run the ball so much. Um, and he did catch a lot of touchdowns. But again, uh, there's another kind of a little cutoff here. Anybody above like 12%. So that includes Andrews and Hooper from last year. But there's kind of levels to this. But it's to me, it's very clear if you're above 10%, you got a really good chance of being a tight end one. Uh, and then again, you can kind of see the charts here that I got. I'll go ahead and use that. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. If you're uh, if you're still watching on YouTube, uh, you can click the link here to my 2020 projected yard shares. And again, I, I don't really have a lot of information on here, like different than what I just showed you. Uh, but you can go ahead and see I do have basically the same chart rankings one through 12. And I just have everyone's yard share here. So uh, go ahead and check that out. It's, to me, I'm going to be using yard share uh, for my rankings and projections when I'm drafting. So uh, do with this what you will. And I think that's going to wrap it up for, for today's video. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Check out the Fantasy Fellowship. Uh, and check out the, the new PPR Superflex mock draft that I just did and the other video. I think I'm going to put it in one of the top boxes coming up in a second or so. But uh, anyways, thank you for your time. Thanks for listening and watching. And we'll see you in another video. Peace.